This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio, a show that connects homebuyers, home sellers, and home owners to some of the best small businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk. We're going to get some fall and winter mulching tips and insight from an expert landscaper, and we're going to talk about a couple of the most popular luxury real estate neighborhoods here in the San Antonio. It's one of my favorite things to talk about is luxury real estate. I am a big fan of uh, what is that million dollar listings in L.A. or whatever it is. I, it's probably totally <laughs> right. geeky, but I really enjoy that show. I'm waiting for the next season to come out. So, anyway. Um, in studio with us today is Tone Gonzalez, an expert in just about everything to do with your home. Tone, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. You bet. Also in studio with us today is Nadia Mullins, an expert landscaper and the owner of DNS Landscaping right here in San Antonio. I'm Nadia. so glad to be here. Are you? Thank you for having me. Um, you're a sweetheart. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And we have first-time guest Kevin Crawford, a luxury real estate expert and broker with Portfolio Real Estate. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. All right, we got a full lineup today. We're kind of... It's it's going to be fun. I, I yeah. think that we're actually got a new section we're going to talk about that I'm um, going to be rolling in with Tone when he's going to be on the show is some questions from listeners. Yeah. If I can get them out to the rest of the guests, I'll do that too, but I'll give you some heads up on what we're going to do. But uh, because we've got so many listeners and, and uh, across social media and, of course, here in San Antonio, it's going to be fun to talk about those things. A quick reminder to our listeners that you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. Also on our website is a list of recurring guests on our show, which helps a lot. If you didn't catch your contact information during the segment, you can look it up there. The show reaches thousands of listeners each month on radio here in the greater San Antonio area and thousands more on YouTube, Facebook, and across all social media platforms um, where you can find short video clips. Of course, we know that short-form video content super popular. That's how most people are consuming uh, a lot of video these days. So be sure you're following us on social media. You can get to them all easily all of our social media easily by going to homebuyertalkradio.com. All right, so listener questions for tone. I should put in a special effect there. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is this is a serious question, right? Mm-hmm. And please don't laugh at any of the questions we I'm have. I'm laughing there. already, actually. <laughs> because it's like, all right, so if we're going to clean our outside air conditioning yeah. unit, right? What, what is that called? It's cleaning your outdoor condensing unit, cleaning no, your condenser, condenser, condenser okay. coil cleaning or condenser cleaning, right? All right, very good. Yeah. So if we're doing that, can we spray it from the outside or does it have to be the inside or does it matter? Yes. And should we even be spraying it with water or should we be using some kind of cleaner? Yeah. Um, it's actually a really serious thing that you're asking. It, uh, when I saw that those, this came up, I was kind of interested. That is a very dangerous job. When you the way to clean, well, you can clean it from the outside anytime you want. It's out in the elements. It sits in the rain. It sits in the thunder. It sits in the lightning. You can get your water hose and you can rinse that unit outside anytime you want. If you're out watering the grass, water your air conditioner. It's something I tell my customers to do all the time. Um, light. You don't want to have a high, high, high pressure hose because there's coils in there and fins that look like a radiator. And if you hit them the wrong way, it'll fold them right up. So you don't want to do it really, really high pressure with your thumb and a regular water hose. That pressure is totally fine. So you can do that all day long. Uh, it needs to be washed from the inside out. That's what we do on air conditioning tune-ups. Every AC company, every remodeling, I mean, every every uh, manufacturer of air conditioning recommends that you open up that unit, you pull the leaves out, you pull them, the debris out, and you wash it from the inside out. Same thing, low pressure with your thumb, right? The problem is, is that the reason that it's really important and it can be dangerous is that when you open up the top of that unit and you pull that fan and you lean that thing over, if that thing happens to come on for a multitude of different reasons, you, you turn it off and your wife comes home, doesn't see you there, it's hot in the house, she turns it on, there goes your arm or your head or your neck. I mean, that fan blade can cut you 
can I, we've seen it on, on I mean not to be crazy graphic but we've seen it cut people's arms off you Whoa. know so um you have to know that that's off and now there's a disconnect little box that's right next to the unit you cannot trust that disconnect box really it can be bypassed and you wouldn't know it so if uh, unless it's a brand new home and you've tested it and turned it off and on you want to make sure that it actually turns the unit off so really quick you turn the unit on and then you turn off the disconnect breaker gotcha. so that you know that it's working. Because if it's off when you get out there and you turn off that disconnect box, it could still be on. Ooh. So that's something to just be aware of. And then, of course, you can call your air, your local air conditioning company to uh, come and wash it out if you want. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that can do that, can open it up and clean it out. You just have to be hyper aware of that disconnect box. So just to dovetail on that, what are your thoughts on the spray cleaner that you can get like at, at your local hardware store? Dawn Dishwashing Liquid does the same job. If you don't have a commercial cleaner like uh, an air conditioning contractor would have okay. uh, that has an alkaline base that actually feeds, eats up some of the, the uh, chemical, I mean, some of the hair or dirt or dust that's on the unit, if you're not using that, which you really can't buy anyway. Right. You could just get us some Dawn dishwashing liquid and just spray it directly on the coil. It'll foam up with your water hose, and it'll do a really good job of, of a DIY type of a cleaning. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, so the next question I had uh, from a listener is, so, and, and I actually heard you mention this before too, mm-hmm. but and I heard it from another source as well, so I wanted to bring it up, and that is, is the price of air conditioning equipment and stuff, mm. can we expect that to go up next year? The, yes. I mean, AC especially, of course, across the board in all of the uh, trades and remodeling fields, the prices are going to go up next in January 1 of 2023. Um, there is going to be a reaction to the um, the shortage, you know, the uh, what's it called, the uh, uh, supply chain shortage, right? That's going to be next year. But air, air conditioning, specifically because the government went in, uh, in their true wisdom and decided to go from a 14-seer minimum efficiency energy saver to a 15, which is a total of about 35 or f- to 7% difference. It's like a $2 a month benefit to a homeowner. But every manufacturing company in the country is going to get rid of their, their, their lines in their factory. All the 14-seer lines are going to have to get retooled. Everybody's going to get retrained. And everything's going to have to go to these uh, one degree higher efficiency. Um, so that cost is going to be passed right on to us as homeowners, and we'll have to deal with that. So unfortunately, if you're going to do anything in your air conditioner and you know you're going to get it done, get out, get to your, get it done. And, and that goes for almost anything on a house right now. We know for sure. We're expecting almost, this is, you know, and I don't want to be a panic guy or a fear monger, right? <laughs> but everything we hear is 20% change, which is massive. It is massive. You know, so it, yeah. Well, I think aware. we're already feeling that at the grocery store. Mm. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's, and it, I mean, I can't go out to eat and it's, it's costing 20% more already. I, yeah. I can see that. Are you seeing that too in your business, Nadia? Yes. Yeah, we're seeing it everywhere. All right, Tone, thanks for that. I appreciate it. All right, I like those updates. Um, it's like weekend update. No, yeah. Kidding. Probably can't use that. <laughs> trademark. more funny, though. All right. Uh, next up on the show is Nadia Mullins, an expert landscaper and the owner of DNS Landscaping, which is named after your daughter's DNS. I love that. So, Nadia, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you All for right. having me. You bet. So, mulching, when it comes to fall and winter, first of all, how many times a year are we supposed to look at mulching? Two. And what time of the year? Spring and fall. Spring and fall. Okay. So, we're... What is fall for San Antonio? Because it gets a little confusing, right? Well, I would think December, November. But before we get into that, sure. um, we get a lot of free mulch. And I've been getting lately a lot of questions about what's the difference between the free mulch and the mulch that we get at the store. And it's a big difference because this one is free. Well, the the one that we buy at Home Depot, Lowe's, or 
any store is fire treated. Right, I was going to say something. And the free one is not. So most of insurance don't pay if the cause is a mulch. So we need to be careful with. Are you talking about if there's a fire or something? Can it ignite? Can it ignite or something like just with the sun on its own? Not no. No. Not with the sun, but if somebody's smoking, sure, oh. that will ignite it. So how would they ever figure that out? I mean, if there's like a, if there's a fire, I mean, are insurance companies are they really looking at that? Well, they will if know how was that how was it started. How if they're going to pay, they're going to hire a fire department and an inspector and yes. everything. No, I'm not an expert on that, but sure. my uh, m- me my. My ex- my experience tells me that when it comes to free mulch, I just I would like to tell the customers to put them to install it away from the house. Okay. Any walled area, trees, right. that will be. I, I would like to start with that because lately people wants to save some money due to the increase in cost, but the safety of their home. It has to come first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I didn't even know there was such a thing as fire treated mulch. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. All so. of them, hardwood mulch, black. Uh, cedar and um, red mulch they're fire treated Hmm, awesome okay so thanks for sharing that tip by the way and that's one of the reasons why i like having experts on the show because we learn just this peripheral stuff that nobody's even thinking about so i love it (laughs) um so twice a year fall in san antonio when should people what months should people be looking at putting down their mulch mulch is about decoration that's what we think because we don't have actually a, a you know hard winter but spring it comes and helps summer to not have those, you know, hot summers burning our our root system. Sure. So that's the actually what we really need to consider. Now it looks great, but then winter I think is more important to protect the root system. Okay. Because there's so many shrubs that below thirty two degrees, three days below thirty two degrees they will die. But if we have the mulch, that two inches or three inches of mulch, we will protect most of the shrubs. The native shrubs. So that's okay. what we're looking for. So let's talk about the mulch that you're talking about. So uh, give me some examples of the mulch. Uh, we have uh, the, the colors. Well, we have black. Um, What's the material? Um, they're triple shredded. So we have native products, native uh, shrubs, all the shrubs and trees, cedars. They they all combine it and shred it. We have double shredded and triple shredded, depending on the type of mulch that you want. Okay. A triple shredded is a little bit more shredded. Sure. Then double, we have the pecan, the bark. Uh, there's so many varieties on mulch. Okay. They all will do the same, protect protect the root system. Okay. So that's the idea shrubs. of mulch is to protect the Correct. root system. But we have changed lately for decoration. But after the Got last it. freeze that we had, if we would have do more the thinking of protecting that instead of decoration, people usually do it on spring. But really, when we need to do this, it's more the fault. That's more important for me. Mm. Really? Because we're protecting the plant, which is, that's our investment, right? From freezing. Correct. As opposed to from the sun. Correct. And what about nourishing? Does the mulch nourish the... the Um, There's there's only two that they will. That will be the hardwood mulch. The free mulch will do that same job. Mm. And also the cedar mulch. Okay. The black, uh, the red, they're dyed, so they really lose their nurturing or... Nutritional value? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Who would have known? Yeah, I know, right? So, again, <laughs> the months in which we should be looking to do this is, are you saying November, December time frame? Probably October, October? November. Okay. When you say shrubs die, mm-hmm. that means die for, like, we die? Like, freeze. never, ever come back again? Some of them, they don't. So, that's it, huh? Mm-hmm. That gets expensive really, really quick. When we have a freeze come through, I mean, we actually had a freeze so hard that 
palm trees died. And we, several in my neighborhood uh, They couldn't died. come back? No, they, they actually had somebody come out and take them down. I've still got a sago palm suffering from two and a half years ago. From the still, I think we still got it back. Snowvid? Barely. Mm-hmm. Nine months it takes to recover a palm tree to get into the shock. So let's say it's in shock. It, for nine months, the plant is high to pretend it's dead. Oh, okay. That's why I was asking that. Whoa. And then you... after nine months, the plant starts thinking, oh, and now it's I... It's safe to come out. Yes, it's safe to come out. But oh. then we, have, we had another one this year. So the plant again went, no, I need to go back. So like it's a like turtle. PTSD for, for right. trees. <laughs> right. Wow. This is fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. <laughs> and and um, so some people have, like he was, like Mark was mentioning, they went and removed these palm trees because they weren't coming back. But if they would have mm-hmm. just waited a little while or Correct. gotten an expert or called you, Correct. they may have been able to save those trees. Wow. The yeah. thing is, you call a landscaping company and they're n- very few, almost none are as educated about this as Nadia. And so these guys, even with 20 years of experience, will will they'll they'll do that that death call. They'll be it's dead, and then Correct. you go pull it out, but uh, it's not even dead. Correct. And I have a case, a customer. Uh, they've been my customers for five years, and we've been nurturing for five years their shrubs. They called me after the freeze, and I said, "No, we need to wait." By the second month, they got frustrated, and they called another company, oh. and they came and cut them down. And then they noticed that the plant was coming back, and they called me. I was crying. Oh. I was like, why you didn't listen to me? <laughs> and, and they were in shock. Now they spent more money bringing all of that new. Yeah. But m- all my customers, I barely got anything yeah. after the freeze. Uh, that's not, I want San Antonio to look green and, and lovely. Beautiful, yeah. Right. So it was a little bit of time, but people didn't want to wait. So when it comes to uh, to mulch again, what what are some things maybe as a homeowner we're not thinking about? I'm thinking, do we do we need to pull weeds? Do we need to do anything yes. prep work? Tell me about that. Yes, definitely. Um, depending on the season that you do it, you can apply. You can pull the weeds after they they're dead, and then you can pl- apply a post herbicide, and that will give you 90 days to control the weeds, um, and then you can apply the mulch. Okay. After you install the mulch, the other good thing about the mulch is keeps absorption. So you don't have to be watering the plant as often. It prevents that evaporation from Correct. the soil, right? Correct. That's good. Did I did I hear you say that you want to pull the leaves when they're dead? No, the, the weeds. weeds when they're dead. The weeds when they're dead. Yeah. So How when I'm die? out there pulling weeds and they're alive, is that is that not good to do? Depending on the weeds, you can actually when and this is what we do: we pull a weed and we shake it because we want the soil to go back. Well, we're spre- spreading more seeds. <laughs> So depending on the weed, we can spread between 20 to 87 more seeds only from that weed that we're pulling. Oh, my God. So I've learned more in the last five minutes about plants than I've known in my I entire 45 years I on this earth. I can't believe it, Kevin. <laughs> Did you hear that? That's crazy, right? You know I'm, how many, I'm mad at my mom now because she used to make me pull weeds. <laughs> you know what I mean? For years, yep. I'm out there pulling weeds in the yard. Shake, don't, make sure you shake them. Yeah, that's just that's because job security. The soil. That, it's job security. They were guaranteed. Right. She was guaranteeing me weeds for the next season. And I now there's it. so many organic products <laughs> you can use to present vinegar to kill the weeds. Well, to control. Actually, you don't kill them, but to control and keep them um, away. The the really important thing is to kill the weed before you pull them. Or call Nadia. 
Yeah, just get some professional help. If folks want to reach out to you, how do they do that? Uh, you, they can call me to 1-0-765-8667, or you can email us, um, Nadia DNS Landscaping.net. And what's your website? Uh, DNS Landscaping.net. All right. Very Super good. easy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nadia. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I think we all enjoyed that. All right. Next up on the show is Kevin Crawford, a real estate expert and broker with Portfolio Real Estate. Kevin, welcome back, to, or welcome to the show. First time. First timer. I love his shirt, man. <laughs> for, the, for those of you who watch on video, his shirt is one of the reasons why I called him. I was like, this guy, he knows how to wear clothes. I, I like There's a local guy that makes them for me down off of Houston Street. He's really? Phenomenal. Oh, oh mm-hmm. wow. Well, who is it? Yeah, his name is Javi Trevino. He has a Divide and Conquer Guayavetas right on Houston and Broadway. And the name of his company is? Divide and Conquer. All right, awesome. And local he does guy, custom- makes them all in-house, makes leather jackets all in-house. Sweet. It's really good stuff. I like it. It's got a lot of style to Thank it. You. That's like... Uh, the day that what, what's the day of the dead? What, what, the day of los muertos. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Kevin. So before we get into it, you told me that you actually did a pilot for a luxury. I did a show. Um, I don't know how much you can tell us about it, but what was I the can deal? Tell you there? everything about it. Um, Just run it, through it, it real quick. Probably about ten years ago, I was approached by A and E and asked to read for a show. They've done the million dollar listing shows all over, you know, New York, L.A., and they were going to do something similar in texas called bigger in texas and originally it was going to be surrounded by ranches they came and said we want to show ranches and i said i don't think ranches make very good tv unless you want to check coyote snares right oh. it's not it's not like the tv show dallas but i said we do have some great homes here and so they started to do it they created a pilot called bigger in texas and it was about luxury homes in san er, in texas and i was one of three agents surround uh selected why did they pick you Trump your personality? Awesome? I don't know. <laughs> your shirts? Yeah, my shirts, right? Well, those shows, you got to be, I mean, really good at deals, right? I mean, I, I, love, right, I so want you for deal making. Yes and no. So I, I thought the same thing, right. too. And they said, okay, we need to find a house that's for sale. I said, well, we can find some. They go, well, we don't want any of these houses for sale. Can you find something? And they gave me some parameters. I said, oh, so you want a house that's not for sale to act like it's for sale? Oh. And I said, yes. All right, fine. It's TV. I can find you. I found wow. a really cool little ranch and house and uh, a lot of historical stuff on the property and exotics. And it was a friend of mine that owned it at the time. He goes, okay, now this guy's going to pretend to sell it oh. and you go pretend to get the listing. I was like, okay. So we had the conversation <laughs> and we were talking out on this dock over this lake and he goes, okay, now you got to be angry. Uh, act what? like he said something real offensive, and I said, "Bro, this is not New yeah. York, right? This is this is just how we do business here. It is not a yelling and screaming match. Occasionally, it happens. Uh, it was one hundred percent fake. I can't say that million dollar yeah. listing is because I didn't have right? that sh- experience personally, but." Um, so it's not reality t- TV. Oh my god! So let's just it tell left everybody me with such a there. bad taste in my mouth. Oh my gosh! Wow! You know yeah. what? Now I'm upset. Right? I know. I'm sorry. I just ruined everybody's <laughs> ruined right, everything. So, but let's talk about San Antonio luxury real yeah. estate for just a second. So neighborhoods. I mean, give me the probably the number one neighborhood in San Antonio area. Well, I mean, it to luxury. starts and ends with Alamo Heights and sure. Carroll Hills area, just because it's in the center of town. It's close to the airport. It's uh, it's got the name recognition. Um, kind of whole city was built around that area. Mm-hmm. Sure. And when I think of Alamo Heights, uh, I think of uh, obviously location. Sure. Right. It's great that way. Sure. But the school system. Is kind of known for the school. Is that still the case? It is. It is. I mean, we've got well-funded schools, especially on the north side of town. Sure. Uh, south side is, is not quite there yet because of the, the price point of the houses and it's based off of tax values. So hopefully it's catching up. we got a lot of good private schools around. Um, so it is still one of the people, one of the districts I get requests for. Um, but that's not really the driving factor anymore. So what uh, is the driving factor? I think just the location. 
it's it's a feel. When you drive in Alamo Heights, and I bring somebody in from out of town, and they get off the airport, we get off the highway system, and you just kind of disappear into trees and old houses. You don't feel like you're in the middle of a city. Right. They've got new restaurants popping up. The Pearl right down Broadway has been amazing. Kit Goldsberry has, uh, by himself, reinvigorated our entire city. Uh, mm. just, it's amazing what you can do when you have a billion dollars and a vision. Yeah, that does um, help. So God bless that man. Um, but it's really location, the style of houses. They don't all look the same. People are looking for character, and they want trees. and um, It's just a great little area. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that area as, mm-hmm. as well. I like the history of it, too. So kind of yeah. like the founding of it was interesting um, because I think – we need to remember our roots, where we kind of come from, right? Because it, it's important. I think it is. Well, absolutely. Th- well, that's the cool thing about San Antonio is we do have a history and we have a culture here. You go to Dallas and Houston, I'm not you know, knocking them, but there's no – I had a friend of mine that moved from San Antonio to Dallas. And I said, hey, how do you like it there? And he goes, I hate it. And I go, why? And, again, not knocking Dallas, so sorry, Dallas people. Sure. He goes, <laughs> when you get to Dallas, it's a whole bunch of people that are there for a job. And so they're not from there. You know, in the Plano's and the Duncanville's and outside, those people grow up there and they stay there in the towns. But in the bigger cities, they're there for a job. So nobody has any attachment to Dallas. My friend was the one that would barbecue in the front of his house and invite all the neighbors over. And he goes, everybody goes in their house and they close the garage door. He said, in San Antonio, everybody grows up here and, and they don't leave. And if they do leave, a lot of times they come back and they come back because of San Antonio, not because of a job or a big corporate position, they come back because they love it. So we've just got that feel in all our neighborhoods here. Yeah, yeah. And so from a real estate uh, broker's perspective, uh, how would you describe the growth here in San Antonio over the last, say, two or three years? Insane. Really, really fast. Oh, my gosh, yeah. it's, it's, I've never seen anything like it. Typically, San Antonio, I've been doing this for 18 years. Typically, San Antonio appreciates about 3 to 4% a year, and we have some good growth coming in. But, man... uh, what we've seen in the last two to three has been we don't know how to process it. We can't mm. keep up. It's a good problem, but it is a problem yeah. to have. How's the uh, 281 and, uh, you know, going out past 1604? Mm-hmm. Is uh, market good out there? Because I know they're having a lot of problems with the highway development or freeway development. Yeah, right. So it's gone through a few phases. You know, I remember when it was just two lanes and, and then they started <laughs> developing stone. I remember when it was a dirt road. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was out there. <laughs> uh, that's where we got uh, went to get in trouble in high school because yeah. there were no lights out there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I've seen – a few phases of it when they started developing past stone oak it there was a time and place there was a time that i wouldn't take a listing out there because i knew if i had a buyer driving out by the time they got to the house they had already made up their mind could have been the best house in the world could have been the best price in the world but they said no i hate this i'm not doing this uh started to open up when they put that super street in it was kind of a quagmire it looked like but it actually worked it got the traffic flow going uh covid was the best thing that happened to Highway 281 because they were turning and burning for a year and a half. Mm. And so now we've got uh, really good traffic flow. It does bottleneck up a little bit, a few places, but really the the prices have gone back up. People are now okay with it. The school systems out there are great. And and so it's 281 corridor is, uh, it's a great area. And Bulverde starting to pick up, Spring Branch. It's a good alternative to Bernie and the places that have gotten really, really high priced. They still want some privacy and some acreage, be outside of town a little bit. So it's done really good for those communities. So let's talk about uh, King William District real mm-hmm. quick. So what is that? It's not its own incorporated city. K- it King is not. Uh, no, it's Southtown, King William, whatever you want to call it. It was really one of the original German uh, settlements for San Antonio. So You've got it. It's our one area of town that you've got 
150-year-old homes, and you've got the river that goes right through it. Um, and, and a lot of these homes have been restored back to their original glory. A lot of them, I mean, you walk by and you see these old homes on the outside. I could take you on some of the insides of them, and they are as modern as you'll ever see, and they're $700 a foot that people have spent money on uh, restoring these things. They, these they, are big houses, right? Huge a lot of them? Houses. I mean, there are some, yeah, there's some little, uh, quaint little, um, quaint little ones that, that people are buying, 1,500 square feet. I've sold some six, 7,000 square foot ones down there that never hit the market and nobody would ever know about. Well, yeah. when they built them, they were built for the whole family. Yep. So you'd have three people coming from, Ger- three families coming from Germany and they all fit and lived in that one house. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a good way to save money, right? <laughs> well, that's why it was so. That's why they were so big, you know. And do they have more than like one kitchen, that kind of stuff, or is it? There pretty are a few. There are a few that do. They've been remodeled so many times through the years. You can yeah. walk into a lot of them, and you can't really tell what the original layout was on it. A lot of them kept the real, uh, the real traditional style, and they kept, they stayed real true to the roots of it. And then some have just, like I said, just gone totally modern inside. It's just. It's hard to tell. So what's the real draw for King? Is it just the location? Uh, location, people that just want a different home. You know, is you know, you got places like the Dominion and Elm Creek and Inverness and a lot of really cool neighborhoods. Um, and a lot of people like those modern looks, but a lot of people walk in and go, there's there's not the character that I want of the there older homes. So it's not a huge community. There aren't, you know, thousands and thousands of homes out there. And, and so there are a lot of people that just want a different style of house or they like the older style of house. And They're incredible, though, seat. you know. So everybody's got their own personal preference on what How's like. the homeless population over there in that King William District area, though? Uh, That's a good it's, question. It's there. Um, it's always kind of been there. I haven't seen a huge jump in it. I see it more down uh, downtown, just kind of east of of downtown under the 281 sure. bridge yeah. so it's a it's a little insulated they're cleaning that up now too i see they put up some fencing and stuff like that mm-hmm. to keep folks out over there mm-hmm. but yeah all right well i mean great information Thank um you. I, these are the kind of shows right we could go for you know even tones like mark you need to make your shows longer i'm like i can't do that right <laughs> now uh so kevin if folks want to get in touch with you how do they do that uh, my phone number is 210-380-5386 everything rings straight to me i don't have any teammates or assistants that handle stuff. I have teammates and assistants, but everything runs through me. Uh, my website is CrawfordLuxury.com. And on social media, we're on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not on Snapchat or TikTok or any of this mess. Uh, but Facebook and Instagram, <laughs> at Crawford Luxury. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate you coming Thanks, in. All right, well, that's going to be it for this show. Uh, just a quick reminder, check out our latest podcast and video versions of the show anytime by visiting HomeBuyerTalkRadio.com. That's going to be it for us. Y'all have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Thank you.